The well is an ordinary place that takes on extraordinary meaning through encounters with Jesus. Join Father Anthony Messer from St. Timothy and St. Athanasius Church in Arlington, Virginia, in search of transformation, healing, revival, and refreshment. Name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. Welcome to the well at STSA. We are getting ready to get into something that maybe you struggle with just like I do. Here's the thing. The hardest thing to do in life for most of us is trying something new. For most of us. Some of us, we love it. The yellows like it. But for most of us, the hardest thing to do is trying something new. It's a bit challenging to try a new sport, a new hobby, a new job, a new change in life, a new challenge in life. You know, personally, and I don't know if, like I always share about my life, personally, I don't like to try new things. I'm kind of boring, and it's kind of weird because of my history and where I've been and what I've done, but in general, to be honest with you, I'm a boring person. I like to eat the same thing. If I had a chance to eat the same thing every day, I would. Wear the same thing. You can see this is why God made me a priest. Wear the same thing every day. Friendships, it's hard for me to meet new people. Job, I don't have many different variations. I like, I'm like one of those guys that just likes the same thing. And for you guys, some of you are like that. Some of you are not like that. But the hardest thing to do is try something new, or to meet someone new, or to wear something new, or to be something new. And as you know, as you're getting to know me, to be honest with you, one of the hardest things for me to do is, and, and, and is to meet a new person. For me, I'm very awkward. I don't know, I'm not comfortable. I have like, like, I just like, I know I'm a priest, I'm supposed to do that, but it's hard for me. So if you guys notice, you guys probably don't notice, but, but it's something that, new things for me is, are hard. And maybe it's because I'm introverted, maybe whatever, but it's hard for me to go outside of my, my comfort. And, and actually, to be honest with you, most of us settle for easy and comfortable. Think about this for a second. In your life, if something is hard or easy, which one do you choose? Which is the easy, to choose the comfortable. All our life, we try to make things comfortable. Right now, we have what? To make us so easy. Everything is easy now on our phone, right? Everything is, the smartphone has everything. I mean, I know you guys have been doing this for years, but how easy is it if you want something in your house just to go on Amazon and click a button and same day or next day it's going to be there? Like it's so easy, so comfortable. There's so many things that, that nowadays is at your front door. One thing that Dahlia discovered recently, you guys have known this, we've been in Zambia for a long time, but she discovered the Instacart app. Now, Instacart, to be honest with you, she used to go shopping. She used to go grocery shopping. And she's not here right now, but she just goes on the Instacart, I need this, I need this. I said, it costs more money. Stop doing that. She said, no, 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 it's easier. So Instacart brings it right to your door, you guys know. And I don't know if you know this newest one. And I just heard about this a couple weeks ago. Have you guys ever heard of ChatGBT, something like that? You guys heard of this? Some, you know who, someone said... I'm going to just say this as a, someone sent it to me and said, Abuna, I'm not sure what he was trying to say. If you want to do your sermon, just type in, and it gives you the sermon. 
So I don't know if he's trying to say your sermons are not that good and just use chat GBT. You can type anything. You can type anything you want. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, ask somebody that knows about it. But it, you can go to this app or go to this website. You type in whatever you want, and it produces everything. I don't know. This world is coming to an end. But chat GBT is taking over. <laughs> everything is so easy and comfortable and that makes it kind of hard to do the mission of God. Because the mission of God is not easy and comfortable. We are afraid to do things because it doesn't meet this criteria that we love so, so much. Easy and comfortable. But at that point, we'll miss our journey to the unknown. We'll miss our journey. We'll miss our flight. No one likes to miss their flight. I've had many times I've missed my flight on mission trips and running to the gate, and it's not a good experience. As you know, you probably had it happen to you, but, but I don't want you to miss your journey. I don't want you to get to the end of your life. This is my, always, my, my fear is the opposite. My fear is at the end of our life, we say, man, I should have, I could have, I wanted to do that. I don't want you guys to be in that situation. No, but I don't have time now, and I'm... And we always settle for easy and comfortable, and we might miss our flight, our journey. It's hard. No one likes to, to go to the unknown. If I were to tell you, I'm going to give you free tickets to go on vacation. But I'm going to tell you, you don't know where you're going to go. I'm going to send you wherever I want to send you. Part of you is excited, and part of you is like, no, no, I'm going to tell me so I can pack. Tell me where I'm going. Tell me. We're afraid to go forward in life, to be honest with you. We're afraid to go where we don't know what's the, what's the end result. And I know that, look, I know that you're probably saying to yourself, Abuna, we're supposed to plan our future. Abuna, we're supposed to plan our vacation. We're supposed to make sure we know everything, Right? And we, we plan it in so many ways. But what I want to say to you today, and I know this is not a popular message today, we're afraid of the unknown, but the unknown is the place where God has something great for us. We're afraid to take steps to a place that we're not sure all the details. It's kind of like Thomas. He wanted to see Jesus as what? He wanted to see Jesus, show me your wounds, and then, I, then I'll believe you. And God, God's like, no, 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 you trust me, and I'll show you. And I think that's the hard part and that's why we have this, this fear to go forward in life, to do something even for God. But I want to tell you something. Here's my advice to every one of us, to you, to me. Just take one step. Just take one step. If the one step is doing something in the church that needs to be done, if the thing is like helping the hungry outside, the one step is visiting someone who stopped coming to church. If the one step is, I don't know your one step, but I'm saying that I said earlier in the liturgy, God is on a mission. Holy Spirit is on a mission, and his mission is about us. But the problem is God can't use us because we're too afraid. We're afraid to go forward. We're afraid of the unknown. Fear cripples us. Fear keeps us in easy and comfortable and Instacart and Amazon and ChatGBT. Please do everything for me. And, then, and people keep talking about, I don't want to work anymore. I want my income to work for me and have passive income. Like, passive income? What does that mean? And like having, and <laughs> like, what is going on? People have these different dreams that their money is working. They're not working anymore. It's just the, everything is working for them. And I know this is a dream world. <clears throat> but I'm saying that is very harmful 
when it comes to the work of God. Life with God. Being a Christian. Take one step. One step. Look, right now, I know I've been telling you guys this for a while, but I'm in the middle of doing a master's in theology. Uh, and, and the master's program, I finished my three years, but the last part is the most daunting. It's a thesis. I have to write a thesis of 14,000 words. I mean, 14,000, not 1,000. 14,000 words. To be honest with you, I've been leaving it, leaving it, leaving. I was supposed to turn it in last year, but then I tore my Achilles tendon, so I used, I used that as an excuse. I said, I tore my Achilles. I can't turn it in. But now we're, we're in June. I'm supposed to finish this thing, and, and I realized something. You can't do something that's 14,000 words all at once. You can't be a great, strong Christian and a missionary and whatever all at once. But this concept is so important. Just take one step. So I, you know what I did? I started to outline my thesis. I started to get in there and, and my chapters, and then I started doing, and now I'm moving. It's still huge. I don't know how many words I got. It's still so much. But I wanted to tell you is that just start by one step. If there's something huge God is calling you to do, you don't have to do it all at once. But take one step. What I'm trying to say to you as, as my brothers and sisters is that I always fear the opposite. I fear the opposite of us doing nothing. I fear the opposite of we're passing through the church and we're just trying to make it to liturgy and then get out. That's not what God wants. God has something greater for us. If you didn't recognize in the Feast of Pentecost how the Holy Spirit transformed the people in the church and did great, great miracles through them, that's what God wants to do with us. But we're afraid of the unknown. We want it easy and comfortable. We're not sure what God wants. And we're afraid. I don't know the Bible. I, I can't talk about God. I can't do this. I can't do that. We make so many excuses what not to do. But just take one step. I can't finish 14,000 words, but I, th I think I'm about... 6,000 words right now, so I'm on my way. One day I'm going to come up here and tell you I'm done. One day I'm, one of my sermons says I finished this thing, but it's still on the way. Just take one step. Many years ago, in the year 2000, there was a group of people wanting to go to Africa for a mission trip. And I was just starting to come around from my life in university. I graduated in 1998, and then I had these couple years where I'm starting to come closer to God, and I was happy just coming to church. I was happy just doing my thing. And then this, in the year 2000, this trip to Tanzania and Kenya came up. And I was dreading it. I was dreading it, and I was, people were saying, Should, you want to go, you want to go? And I kept saying, no, no, no. But then something in me told me, just go on this trip, just for two weeks, and that's it. And I felt like God told me, just go on this trip. And I went on this trip, Tanzania, Kenya. And I want to tell you something. It was one of the hardest trips I've ever been on. I'll give you an idea. When we went to Tanzania, the church in Tanzania wasn't finished being built. So even the accommodation. So we were living on the, on the ground, and, then, and, and there was no bed, and it was just a bunch of dust and dirt, and we would sleep on dirt. Um, this was in the year 2000. I remember waking up in the morning, and... I remember, I think somebody else is here from that trip. Is Sylvia still here? Did she leave? We, we, we woke up in the morning, and honestly, I couldn't open my eyes. It was so much dirt in my eyes from the dust. I, I literally, I had to go, I was going like, I said, even I woke up, I was like, I can't see. I started screaming, I can't see. And like, I was like trying to, 
I was trying to, I was trying to pry my eye open. I had to pry it open because of all the gunk. And that's how, that's how hard it was. We slept on the ground. It was so dirty. It was so dusty. It was so hard. Even when they asked us to go preach, they asked us to go preach in the market. It was so scary to preach. It was so scary. And it was just, but I want to tell you, I'm summarizing this quickly because I don't want to just sit here and tell you my stories. But I'm telling you one thing. Things that are hard are things that are good for us. We're afraid to take a step, but those steps lead to something great for our life. I want to encourage you today, whenever it presents an opportunity to do a service, to do a, a ministry, to go to a trip, to do something for someone which is uncomfortable. You know, something I learned in America, which is kind of not good, is that it's, everyone lives so far away, and it's so hard to meet up, and it's so hard to go and encourage someone. It's so, we're so busy. And this whole thing, we're so busy, I'm getting tired of it. We got to just take one step to do something for someone else. And it's hard. We want easy and comfortable, but just take one step. Martin Luther King Jr. said this, which I love. I love this quote. His faith is taking the first step. Even when you don't see the whole staircase, just take one step. You can't see the next step. You can't see the next step. You know, I don't, God doesn't want you to know all the steps. Just take one step at a time. We're supposed to live one page in our book, one chapter. Sometimes we want to know the end of the book. What's the end of the book look like? And then we get scared to do the same. You know the story very well. Do you remember Joshua when he was at the Jordan River? Does anybody remember what God asked him to do? God asked him to cross the Jordan River. Does anybody remember how it worked? Yeah, exactly. Let's read it together. It says here in Joshua 3.13, And it, it shall come to pass as soon as the soles of the feet of the priests who bear the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, shall rest in the waters of the Jordan. So they had to put the soles in the water. Then the water of the Jordan shall be cut off, the waters that come down from upstream, and they shall stand as a heap. What is this verse saying? It's saying that if you are going to go into a fast river and God is asking you to cross it, wouldn't you ask him to stop the water first? Wouldn't you? Like we always say the Jordan River, the Jordan, by the way, rivers move, right? It's not just, so the Jordan River's there and you can't cross. It's going to be too high. It's going to, God said, hey, you go first, put your foot in the water and then I'll stop. You know what God is trying to tell you and me? Just take a step and I'll do the rest. Now you're probably telling God, okay, God, no, that's fine. Uh, I'll take a step, but can you stop the water first? Can you make everything perfect first for me and then I'll serve you? Can you arrange all my problems in my life? Can you fix this and fix that? And then I'll take a step and I'll, yeah, God, I'm going to give you, I want to give you my life. I want to give you my money. I want to give you my time. I'm going to give you everything. But God, can you do this, 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 this first? God said, no, I'm not going to do all those things for you. You take a step and I'll come in. And I think that's why most of us, to be honest, we are afraid to take a step because we don't, we, it's unknown. We don't know what's going to happen. That day in the year 2000, which is 23 years ago, I didn't realize that that step to go to, to, go to Tanzania and Kenya, I didn't know that later God would have me go to Africa and stay. I didn't realize that. I didn't know that. I'm just trying to, I was trying to survive. To be honest, that trip was so hard. I, we were eating food. I didn't know what food we were eating. We were, I couldn't open my eyes and I couldn't do, I, that was a very difficult trip for me. When I came back, I was so relieved. I came back and I was kissing my toilet. I said, there's, there's in, indoor plumbing. There's indoor plumbing. There's, 
I was just so happy for a hot shower. I was like, I stayed in the shower like two hours. I was like, the water, it turned cold even. I was just like, I'm staying here. I'm serious. Like, I was, I was like so, but then I didn't realize God was that step. I never knew would lead to something else. And that's what I want to say to you guys is, are you missing a step that you should be taking with God that's going to lead to another step, that's going to lead to another step, and he has something else for you? I don't want you to miss those steps. I don't want you to be afraid. I don't want you to be afraid. And you're going to make mistakes. To be honest with you, here's the next thing I would say to you. You must fail so you can grow. You must make a mistake. <laughs> you will. You will fail. You will fail over and over, but you will grow. You will take a step and you will make a mistake and it will be hard and you don't know what to do. Trust me, if I were to sit here and tell you all the mistakes I've made as a priest, you guys would be shocked. I made a lot of mistakes. But I'm growing from them. I'm making mistakes every day. There's a great um, quote from a great, great wise man. Master Shifu from Kung Fu Panda said, <clears throat> If you only do what you can do, then you'll never be more than you are now. Isn't that amazing? Let me say it again. If you only do what you can do, then you'll never be more than you are now. Means that, hey, if you stay at your level and just, hey, I can do this, yeah, let me do this. If you only do what you can do, you're never going to be what God wants you to be. So do the things you can't do. Do the things that are hard. Don't be afraid of the unknown. Don't be afraid of doing something that you can't do. That's the mistake we make as Christians. See, everything in life out there makes it easy for you. So as a Christian, you're like, well, everything is easy, and I have passive income, and I don't have to do anything, and Instacart, and ChatGPT, and all these things are so easy. Amazon, everything, I, everything is easy. But then God is saying, I want you to love your enemies. I want you to do the hard things. And we look at God and say, no, 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 I want the easy way. Um, if you can only do what you can do, you'll never be more than you are now. You'll never be more. Do you know what Poe the Panda said? And this was Master Shifu talking to Poe the Panda. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go watch Kung Fu Panda 1, 2, and 3. Come on, guys. Kung Fu Panda's the best. Anyways, Poe the Panda said, I don't want to be more than I am now. I like who I am. <laughs> I love that because he, <laughs> he didn't want to... <laughs> Because you know Poe the Panda. Is anybody, are you guys with me? Did you guys watch Kung Fu Panda? Oh, thank you. Kung Fu Panda, he's like, I don't want to be, I just, I'm happy with the way I am. But God had more for, for Poe, and he has more for you. But he made a lot, by the way, Poe the Panda made a lot of mistakes, but he grew from them, um, and so will we. And I think that's what I want to say to you guys is, of course it's hard. It's, it's hard for us to do. It's hard for us to, 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 to do what God wants us to do. But I never want fear to stop you from your next step with God. I'm not sure if I can do that. If I'm close to God, I notice that Christians who are close to God have a lot of problems. Let me, let me tell you the truth. Christians who are close to God may have problems, but they have God to help them with the problems. So don't be afraid to come closer to God. It means you actually have God to help you through those situations. And, and he's going to ask, look, he's going to ask of you more than what you think. But it's not going to be to hurt your life. It's going to bless your life. And it's going to be an amazing journey. Like, what I'm saying to you is, I just don't want you to say no because you're scared of the unknown. Taking a step towards something that God, you'll fail, but you will grow. The unknown 
it's hard for us. It's, as we live in this life outside, it's so hard for us. But the unknown will also help me in so many ways. The first thing it helps me in is what it says here. It'll help me rely on God and not myself. Now that's the truth. If you can do everything that you can do, you don't need God. Think about that for a second. If you only do the things out there that you can carry with your own hands, why do you need God outside? I think it's actually better to do things that you can't do so you can rely on God to help you through it. Does that make sense? Because here's the thing. That's our nature, is to try to find the easiest way to finish a task, right? But in certain things with God, no. Do the things that are hard that you can't do. Like if, if so many times people are asked, hey, do you mind, would you like to help in the ministry of the church? Would you like to help us in this? Would you like to help? And people said, you know, come. And they're afraid. You are some of them, and I'm one of them from the past, is afraid to try something because I'm not sure I can do it. Those are the ones you need to accept because it'll help you to rely on God and not on yourself. And, and we can see this actually with some great apostles. You know, the, in Luke chapter 10, which is what I'm going to show you right now, is the 70 apostles being appointed by God and sent out. I want to read this with you here. It says this. After these things, the Lord appointed 70 others also and sent them two by two before his face into every city and place where he himself was about to go. Then he said to them, the harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. So far, so good, right? Everything is fine. He's sending them out. But listen to this. Therefore, pray to the Lord of harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Listen to this. Go your way. Behold, I send you out as what? Say it. I send you out as? Lambs among? Jesus sent them as lambs among wolves. That's not it. So basically Jesus is saying, hey, I got a mission for you. It's going to be a little bit hard. Don't worry. It's just wolves out there. There's just wolves. You're going to be lambs, and there's going to be wolves. And the, and the apostles are like, okay, that wasn't the end. Look at the next part. He said, carry neither money bag, don't take any money with you, knapsack, nor sandals. Sandals? What am I going to I need some sandals. And greet no one along the road. You know what God just said? He said, hey, come, come. I got a mission for you. It's kind of hard, a little bit hard. Don't worry, don't worry. There's going to be some wolves out there. And by the way, no food, no money. Don't talk to anybody. Just go do what I'm telling you. And, then, and I, I'm envisioning, I didn't, I didn't see it clearly. I'm envisioning the apostles looking at each other. Like, what, did he, what did he just say? Whew, what? He wants us to be with wolves? What? And he, they were confused. But do you remember what happened at the end of the story? Who remembers the end? The end is they came back what? Who remembers? They came back sad. They came back what? Rejoicing. They saw the devil fall like lightning. They were rejoicing for the miracles that God did. But what if they didn't do this? What if they didn't go out? Many people wouldn't have heard about God. I'm saying to you this. It looks like wolves. It looks like, why is God asking me to do these hard things? There is a fear of the unknown. But at the end of the story, it was amazing. They relied on God, not themselves. You know why he sent them with no money? Because how do we solve problems? Here you go, money, money, money. Oh, you need that? Okay, here, take some money. We solve problems by money. What if we don't have money? What if we don't have that? So what I'm saying to you is, look, we rely on what we have, and we forget about God. 
That's not where I want us as Christians. This church, all of us who are here, we need to think about how I can rely on, on God and challenge myself and take a step and not be afraid so I can grow. So don't be, have fear of the unknown. Abraham was afraid to go to another nation, but he did, and he became the father of all nations. Joseph, his story was so scary, and he was thrown out into jail, and, and his brothers did this, and, but he relied on God, and he saved, the, he saved the nation. The unknown is hard. When you're afraid to do something for God, I understand, I get it. But at the same time, you will rely on God, but also you will discover your life mission. Here's the most important thing I want to say to you today. If you want to know what God wants for you in your life, you're going to have to take a step into something that's hard. Now, you can keep going and take care of your family, your friends, your work, your whatever. Keep doing that, and I think that's great. But you, when, when God asks you, when there's an announcement saying, hey, would you like to, if someone asks you, I think it's time to say yes. So we can discover our purpose, our life mission. You know, when someone asks you to do something, how many different excuses do you give them? I'm not giving you a hard time. You know what I really don't want you to do? I just, I just don't want you to be stagnant with God. I don't want you to be afraid to, to, to grow and to try new things and discover your life mission, your life purpose. So we need to rely on God. And this is one of the best verses that I love so much about like being able to, to rely on God. It says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch of me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. What do you notice in these verses? If you're living a Christian life, and you're walking with God, and you're taking a step, and you're growing, what does God do to you when you grow? What does he do? What's the word there? There's one word. It's called what? He prunes. Do you know what that means? As, the, as you're growing... He's cutting. Why? Why does he cut? What does it say? Why is he cutting? So there's more fruit. When you say, God, I want to walk with you. I want to serve you. I want to, I want to, I want to. And what does God do? He starts pruning. He gives you a hard situation to prune, to make you stronger. You think, oh, no, this is too hard. No, no, don't, don't, don't leave that situation. <laughs> like this, I made this mistake. There's a hard situation. Don't leave it. This gives you a chance to rely on God. It gives you a chance for God to prune so he can bring more fruit in your life. He can grow you. What I'm trying to say to you is don't escape the challenge. Ask God to help you in the challenge. Does that make sense? Because I don't want us to miss our, our journey. But he's going to do a lot of pruning. He's going to do a lot of things that might be hard. And this is where people say, I'm out. Sorry. It's too much for me. Hang in there. Hang in there. The challenge, the trial, the whatever, is to, it's just pruning. God wants to make us better and grow and be different. So don't be afraid of the unknown. The last thing I want to say about this unknown, fear of the unknown, is that this is something that has been bothering me these days. 
the word resilience, to be resilient. I feel, and maybe this is for the younger generation, I feel, maybe it's you too, I don't know, I feel that when something gets hard or uncomfortable, we run away too quickly. Marriage is kind of hard, having problems, I'm out. No, where's resilience? Where's hang, hang in there? The job, like someone, someone told me one time, they said, every six months I change my job. I said, what? Every six months? And that's the norm, right? You're probably, that's the norm. Every six months, every six months. Back in the day, we used to have one job the whole life. So every six months you change. Every six months you change. Can't hang in there. It's, I don't like it. What I'm saying to you is, I'm worried about as soon as something is uncomfortable, something is hard, we're out. And, and to be honest with you, I want you guys to remember this. Our children, they're, gonna be, they're part of a generation that has very little resilience. Who's going to help them? It's us. If they see you doing hard things and sticking it out and saying, I want to grow, and they see you struggling, but you're, you're praying to God and you're relying on God and you're being pruned and you're bringing more fruit, if they see that in you, they're going to be resilient. But if they don't see it in us, they're not. You know, our kids are not able to... You know what resilience means? The ability to bounce back. That's the definition of resilience. The ability when you get hit, you bounce back and you keep going. Not to give up, not to say it's hard, I can't do it. It's the bounce back. We have fear of the unknown. It's going to help us to rely on God. It's going to help us to build resilience, which we need so desperately. So if I have an encouragement, I'll take the easy way. I know this is against everything that we know, but don't take the easy way. If it's something, if it's something for God that costs money, spend it. If it's hard to do this mission trip, go on it. If it's hard to do a service in the church because I don't have time and because of this and that, it's really hard, do it. Do it, do it a hundred times over. I have to call a friend and say sorry and do it. My marriage, do it. Don't, the hard, come on. Don't, don't, don't back down. Don't embrace the difficult and God will get you through it. You know, here's what I want to say about something. The countries in the world that are the poorest and have struggle are the strongest. The countries in the world that have everything handed to them, ChatGPT and Instacart and Amazon, everything is at your fingertips. When I was in Zambia, there was nothing at your fingertips. It was hard for people every day. And there's certain parts of Egypt as well. And, the, and, you know, you go there, it's hard. That's why we say the Coptic Christians in Egypt, how much faith they have. Why do they have so much strong faith? And we say, we're, the, we're not like them. And we're not, because they go through the hard. Did you ever wonder? There was one time I turned on the TV, and I was like, there was a little seven-year-old girl in Egypt, and it just had been like one of those terrorist attacks and on the bus on the way to the monastery, and the girl survived. And they, her mom and dad were passed away. You know what she said? The camera looked at her. I will never forget this. The camera looked at the seven-year-old girl. And, and, they, and you know what she said? She said one thing. She didn't say anything about her mom and dad. She said, they'll never make me change my faith. 
She kept shouting on the, on the, on the, and she's seven years old. They'll never make me change my faith. No matter what they try. And this seven year old, I, I, I was in tears. I was saying, this girl has had the toughest situation, losing parents or whatever. And she's standing in the camera saying, I'm okay taking the hard way. They'll, they'll never. That's why the faith is stronger in when there's difficult situations. So at least we can do is if something is hard, don't run away from it. If at least we can do if something's hard, don't run away from it. Embrace it. Embrace it. Embrace the challenge. Sometimes, guys, people will ask you to do something hard. Sometimes I want you to choose something hard. Let me say that again. Sometimes you will be asked to do something very difficult, but in, in, in God's name. Something that's, sometimes you need to choose it. Sometimes you need to say, I want, me and my family, we're going to serve the Lord. Me and my family, we're going to do this. Sometimes you need to initiate. But it's going to build your resilience. And as you know, this verse, I love this verse because, hey, those hard things, I'm going to summarize it. Those hard things, it looks like fire, but look at the end. But even when there's fire, it results in praise, glory, honor, when Jesus Christ is revealed. When gold goes through fire, it purifies it, and it makes it stronger. When you go through it, the same thing. So it's okay. It's okay. So here I'm coming towards the end. Coming towards the end. What is our response to challenges, to the hard, to the unknown? What is our response? To help you, I'm going to bring you two examples. And these two examples are really two different things here. The first example is a willow tree. The willow tree is resilient and it becomes, if you look at the willow tree, I don't know if you can see the picture very well, but the willow tree, when there's wind and there's a storm, the willow tree becomes more able to, flexible. It doesn't break. Actually, it becomes more stronger, but more like, like, like flims, like, like, uh, like soft like this. So it can take more and it doesn't break. So through the wind, through the storm, through the challenges, the willow tree grows stronger and able to handle the winds. And the second one is another tree, the oak tree. The oak tree grows stronger in the winter. How the oak tree works is, as you know, the oak tree, every winter, do you know how the, the roots, do you know what happens to the roots? The roots go what? Deeper. And then the winter comes and the roots grow deeper. And the storm comes and the roots grow deeper. And the oak tree becomes stronger. So what I'm saying to you is that, hey, we're like the willow tree and we're like the oak tree. When things are coming, we grow stronger and deeper. We don't want to be Christians that the devil blows on us and we fall down. Any problem, it's the end of the world. I don't want that for us. We will have problems. In this world, you'll have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. In this world, you're going to have problems. You're going to have trials. You're going to be afraid. Keep taking steps. Keep growing. Don't let those fears keep you from your journey. The fears of the unknown. We can grow stronger and deeper in our roots. The truth is this. The hard road becomes the easy road, and the easy road becomes the hard road. You choose. You want the easy road? Go for it. But it's actually the hard road. You want the hard road? And by the way, the hard road is not the hard road. The hard road is what? It's the easy road. 
It's maybe uncomfortable and it's hard in the beginning, but it's the easy road. It's the better road. It's the more fruitful road. I don't want you to miss the road. That's a different journey. That's the truth. The hard road becomes the easy road, and the easy road becomes the hard road. Look, I hate telling stories about myself, but I, I keep telling you, and sometimes I repeat the same story over and over again. You guys don't mind, do you? <laughs> but <clears throat> I'm telling you, the hardest year, and I said this to you before in, my ser- in a sermon, the hardest year of my life was 2014. Every two weeks, I was sick with some big sickness. And I remember that whole year. It was like malaria and then typhoid and then malaria and typhoid together and this infection and fungal infection, bacteria infection, and, and I had pneumonia. I went to, one time I had pneumonia and I was like, I couldn't, I was like, this, everyone was like panicking and, <clears throat> and you probably, th- and, and then that year I was supposed to go to a place where there was Ebola and I was supposed to, it was like, it was crazy. So anyways, literally I remember the whole year was sickness. And I was like, I kept asking God, like, what's going on here? <laughs> what are you doing? Like, give me a break. Let me have like, a, like a, a week without sickness. Let me have a month. And the problem is, I don't know if you guys realize it, is once your immune system is down, everything comes in. Everything. So every time my immune system comes down, I would catch, I had like, uh, I had everything. The chicken pox, but for the older ones. I forget what it's called. Shingles. I had the shingles too. Uh, you guys probably like a buna. <laughs> I had everything. <laughs> Don't worry, I don't have anything right now at this moment. It's okay. <laughs> but I'm telling you, I realized, and I tell you this all the time, that was the hardest year, but it was the best year. I've never grown so much in my life than that year. Like, the way God opened my eyes to love and have compassion on people who had sicknesses, and it changed my heart for people around me. I was just like on a mission, help, like doing a mission, a task, but then I discovered beautiful people around me. I discovered to be more sensitive towards them. I discovered how to love them, how to wash their feet, how to go the extra mile. I knew that was in the Bible, but I never practiced it. (laughs) I never practiced it like that. But that year, God had to do. So what I'm saying to you is, don't run away from those hard times. But I promise you, God is pruning you. He's doing something in you. He's working in you for something greater. Something greater in you, for your family, for you, and for the people outside. Like, to be honest, I wouldn't be able to serve you without those trials and tribulations. And I'm so thankful for them, and it changed me so much. So I want you to embrace the hard and the unknown and not be afraid of it. So here we go. Here are some things that we need to ask yourself. These are your things. What are, here, ask yourself now, what are some of the things that you keep saying no to, that now it's time to say yes to? What are some things in church you were asked to do and you said no? Maybe it's time to say yes. What are some things you want to do but too afraid to take a step? What are some things outside the church that I think I would be uncomfortable doing but I need to do? Maybe it's a community service, a mission trip, volunteering, whatever, mentorship program, whatever. What is something you can do? Don't let the unknown stop you from your life mission. And that's really, your life mission is probably in the unknown. Your purpose, what God designed and engineered you to do, is probably in the hard, in the unknown, 
and the uncomfortable. So you can spend the rest of your life covering yourself like a shell, like in a bubble, and trying to protect it. Or you can say, God, I'm willing. What do you want to do with me? What do you want to do with me? I don't want to do it, but if you want me to do it, well, help me take a step. Help me do the things I don't want to do. But as long as it's for you, but help me. I think that's the kind of the spirit that we need to, to have. Um, like I said to you earlier, that first step in the year 2000 to go to Tanzania and Kenya helped me to take a bigger step in 2006, November, to go to Africa and become a priest there and move there. And to be honest, that step was so hard. Uh, people always say, how did you do it? I said, it was hard to go. It was really difficult, and it was, it, was, it was something that I kept saying no to, but God kept saying, this is what I want for you. Um, and I remember during that moment, I kept saying to family and friends, I said, I have a choice, either to disobey you, mom, dad, brother, sister, friends, or to disobey him. And honestly, I didn't want to go anywhere, but I knew that that was a step that God wanted me to do, even if it was hard. Now, my step was that. Your step is something different. I don't know what your step is, but I just don't want you to miss it. I don't want you to miss it because it's probably something great what God wants you to do. So take a step into the unknown, uncomfortable, because you'll discover it's going to be unbelievable. Pray for this. Let's pray for one another. Let's stand up for prayer right now. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. Lord, thank you for this talk. Thank you for my brothers and sisters. Thank you for the dreams you have for us, the mission you have for us, the, the purpose you have for us. Lord, we don't want to rely on ourselves. We want to rely on you. We don't want to say no to you or to your mission. We don't want trials and tribulations to, to hurt us and make us more afraid. We don't want the easy way. We want your way. Whatever your way is, that's what we want, Lord. We don't want the easy and the comfortable. We want your way. Help us not to have fear. Help us not to say no anymore, but to trust you, to rely on you, to go forward. Lord, if you want to prune us, by all means, but just be with us. We need you, Lord. Times are tough. Things are hard. But this world is making us look like itself. But we want to look like you, Lord. We want to do your work. Thank you for helping us overcome our fears, our anxieties, our worries, to do your work and to live a life for you. We love you. We honor you. We ask all this in your name. Session of St. Mary, St. Mark, St. Timothy, St. Athanasius, and all the saints. Lord, hear us as we thankfully say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation. This talk was brought to you by Upper Room Media. We hope that this talk has, through the grace of God, touched your heart. And we pray that it will not only inform you, but will also transform you and your life with Christ.